Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. It's time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Good day, Hornets fans. Doug Branson here for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. No David. A little early to wake David up. I'm, I'm still out on the road for my day job, but uh, after missing Tuesday, I felt like it was necessary. Like the Hornets, I had to, to perform well on a back-to-back like they did against Boston. That was a big win. We'll get to that in a minute. I want to go over playoff scenarios. It's still a little complicated, but uh, after Miami's victory over Detroit last night, the playoff scenario situation became a little more clear for the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, here we go, if, if you can stay with me. Now, the remaining games left tonight, Atlanta plays at Washington. Miami will play in Boston. And then Orlando will play the Hornets at Time Warner Cable Arena tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. A lot of these, I believe all three of these games are 8 o'clock tips. A lot of the tips on the final game of the regular season at 8 o'clock. Okay, here we go. Playoff scenarios. Charlotte uh, will be the fifth seed and play at the Atlanta Hawks if Miami wins and Charlotte wins tonight. That would be uh, Miami 3, Atlanta 4, Charlotte 5. Boston six. So there's only one scenario in which Charlotte is the fifth seed. And if they were the fifth seed, they would play Atlanta in that situation. Again, it doesn't matter if Atlanta wins or loses. If Miami wins and Charlotte beats the magic tonight, then Charlotte would be the fifth seed playing the Atlanta Hawks. Charlotte is the sixth seed and plays Atlanta. If Atlanta wins and Boston wins. And they, the Charlotte Hornets would be the sixth seed and play Miami. There's a couple of scenarios for this one. If Atlanta loses and Boston wins, or if Atlanta loses and Miami wins, but Charlotte also loses, the Hornets would be the sixth seed and Miami would jump Atlanta, meaning Charlotte would play Miami in the first round of the playoffs. I hope everyone... <laughs> kept up somewhat with that. It is still a little complicated, but the Hornets really don't control their destiny as we head into this uh, last game of the regular season. A lot of it has to do with whether, well, in terms of who the Hornets play, a lot of it has to do with whether or not Atlanta beats Washington. So if you're a fan who wants to see the Hornets play Miami, You'll definitely want to cheer for the Washington Wizards to beat Atlanta tonight. If you just want to see the Hornets become the fifth seed, you're not Steve Clifford. Clifford said before the game against Boston that he doesn't care. After they lost home court advantage, it doesn't matter to him whether or not they are the fifth seed or the sixth seed. Now, I talked to David yesterday, and I think he's of the mind of wanting to play Miami 
And, you know, the only way to do that is to be a six seed. And so, you know, some probably there's a contingent out there that would want Charlotte to lose tonight so that they would ensure themselves the six seed and play Miami. Because either way, six or five, you're playing away four games. You don't have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. So why not take what some fans perceive as the better matchup against Miami? Now, I don't think that anyone in the locker room feels that way. I don't think that, that Steve Clifford certainly doesn't feel that way. He's already said if, if guys are healthy and ready to go, they're going to get their normal minutes tonight. There's, you know, barring Orlando or, or a Hornets blowout, you'll see regular minute and regular rotations tonight. And I think that's a good thing. I think, you know, you want the team, you want guys feeling comfortable several days before the playoffs. And you certainly want Cody Zeller to return to the lineup from that sternum injury so that he doesn't go a full week without playing basketball before that first game of uh, the, the, the playoffs, whether it's Atlanta or Miami. I personally like the Miami matchup. Again, I don't think that they should play a certain way tonight against Orlando to get that matchup, but I do like that matchup for the Hornets. Courtney Lee certainly wants that matchup. He said on ESPN 730 that, uh, that uh, they, would, they certainly wouldn't mind playing Miami in the playoffs. And I just think that once Atlanta turns up that trapping defense, it, it can really throw off what the Hornets do offensively. Uh, and, you know, you, you look back at that nine-point first quarter as an indication, although they did hang with Atlanta really well the rest of the way in that game, I just feel like there's a certain intensity that Atlanta brings to the defensive end that can frustrate a lot of what makes Charlotte uh, so good, and, and that's three-point shooting. And, and they've just had more success this season, proven success, against the Miami Heat. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And certainly uh, Thursday night is going to be a big night uh, for Hive Talk Live as we preview whoever ends up being the Hornets matchup, uh, Atlanta Hawks or Miami Heat. Okay. I want to talk about this Boston win for a few moments. The Hornets win 114 to 100. Didn't get to talk about it yesterday. Huge win for the Hornets, I think, because, and not because of the way it went down. I mean, you know, 10 steals, that's amazing. Um, you know, you wanted to see them after that loss against Washington turn up the heat uh, defensively. Um, but but just the back-to-back, they've played well on the back end of back-to-backs all season, best record in the NBA in that respect. And you wanted to see them turn it up, turn the intensity up before the playoffs. The big story from that Boston win, of course, Jeremy Lin getting 39 minutes of run. 7 of 14 from the field, 10 of 10 from the free throw line. He only hit one three-pointer. He was 1 of 6 from beyond the arc, but 7 of 14 from the field because he was getting inside. He had five steals, getting into transition, finishing at the rim, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals, and a backside or a help side uh, block on Evan Turner. Uh, so, I mean, you know, he was just all over the floor, and he said after the game, you know, he wanted to bring that uh, intensity and energy that he didn't bring against Washington. And I think that's important. I mean, we talk about stats, we talk about points and rebounds and, you know, how many threes did this guy hit? But Jeremy Lin brings an intangible 
energy level, not only to the bench, but when he's playing alongside Kimball Walker as well, that really helps this team get into their offense. And, and, he, and I thought, too, he played well defensively against Evan Turner. And it allowed him holding his own against Evan Turner, allowed Steve Clifford to make a great adjustment on Boston. I'm a little jealous because I think this adjustment would have helped a potential Hornets Celtics first round series that we won't get. But he put Courtney Lee on Jay Crowder. And, and I really thought, okay, Courtney Lee is going to make a big difference in this game. He, the, the previous two games that the Hornets lost to Boston were early on in the season. No Courtney Lee in those games. And it certainly was because you, you look at Jay Crowder, who's just getting back into things, one of four from the field, only two points. And a lot of that had to do with Courtney Lee stalking him on the perimeter. And, you know, he was able, Courtney Lee was able to dig down and help and recover to Jay Crowder and really deny him the basketball. And, and that's important. That's important. And I think it's going to be important in a potential playoff series. You can move Courtney Lee around in a similar way that you could move an MKG around uh, against a perimeter guy, maybe not against somebody who can dominate inside, but uh, against somebody on the perimeter, you can use Courtney Lee as a chess piece. And that's what the play, the playoffs, the, the regular season, mostly checkers, the playoffs, it starts to become chess. A lot of other performances in this game that I want to talk about. Al Jefferson gets the start because of an injured Cody Zeller. He hit, uh, let's see, what was it? Five of his first seven buckets, eight of 11 from the field, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and two steals, two important steals. I mean, the steals were the, were the stat of the game. Uh, Jeremy Lin had five of them. Al Jefferson had two of them. Uh, Batum, Marvin Williams, Batum, by the way, getting back into action. That's good for the Hornets. And uh, one steal by Kimball Walker. And, and it, it helped fuel that 31-3 to run in the second quarter that got the Hornets' lead up to as many as 28. Um, but, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas is not protecting the basketball and, and really the entire team not protecting the basketball. But oddly in this game, I mean, that's what you remember, the steals and the transition buckets. But – um, the Celtics actually had 19 points on 14 Hornets turnovers, where the Hornets only had 11 points off of uh, 12 Boston Celtic turnovers. And look, the Celtics—that's what they do. They turn you over and they score the basketball. And uh, but but those—it was just that one run, I think, that that became most memorable from this game. Uh, but Al Jefferson had a great game, and it, you know it just makes you wonder if maybe it, it is something mental with Al Jefferson that. You know, when he starts and he can get into a rhythm early in a game and not sit on the bench for, you know, eight, six to eight minutes and then have to come in, if that just makes him feel more comfortable. I don't know. I don't know if that's an adjustment that you can now make this late into the game. But if the Hornets are down 0-2, it's sitting there. Bringing Zeller off the bench, there's an injury concern now. I mean, that option, I think, will be will be sitting there for Steve Clifford to make. But Al Jefferson certainly, and if he gets, if Cody can't go tonight and Al Jefferson gets another chance at Nikola Vucevic, someone that's given Al Jefferson trouble in the past, if Jefferson's still showing that uh, willingness to play defense that he showed against Boston, if he shows it again tonight, I don't know. I think I think it raises a few questions as you look to see whether the Hornets go you know, with an eight-man rotation or a nine-man rotation heading into the playoffs, 
uh, how that shakes out between Jefferson and Cody Zeller and, and Frank Kaminsky. But it's, it, it's interesting. I think the Hornets, you know, if they play Miami, Miami has already settled into an eight man rotation. And, and I think the Hornets could as, as well uh, with uh, Frank Kaminsky, Al Jefferson and, and Jeremy Lin. And then you have Hawes and Troy Daniels, who it seems like Steve Clifford has decided to go with Troy Daniels and his shooting ability over Jeremy Lamb, who got a DNP coach's decision against the Boston Celtics. You have guys like Daniels and Hawes who you can then bring into the lineup and make adjustments in game two and game three and on down the road in a potential first round matchup. And, and they are some good pieces because you have Spencer Hawes who can shoot. They both can shoot the three Spencer Hawes and Troy Daniels. Uh, but Hawes also brings a ball movement. He also brings size underneath. If you, if you need that, probably need that in a potential series against Miami uh, more so than you would against Atlanta. Um, but you know, it, it, the adjustment, the ability to make adjustments is there with this team because this team has depth. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Hornets could have a potentially better matchup against Miami. You know, if you don't like BPI and uh, certain uh, scenario probability counters that would, would give the Hornets a better chance against Atlanta than Miami, if you don't care about any of that, then I think you like the fact that uh, the Hornets have proven late in the season that they can beat Miami and the fact that uh, the Hornets have some depth, some better options in Troy Daniels and Spencer Hawes than Miami does. And I think Miami has some youth that the Hornets could expose experience-wise. So uh, really, really encouraging stuff from the Hornets here as, as they close out. I mean, if you take an overall look at the past 10 games, they've certainly struggled. And I think it will be important for the Hornets to beat Orlando like they should have beaten the Washington Wizards. Just close out a game that you know you're supposed to close out and, and play defense. I think that's the big thing. I mean, we know the Hornets can shoot well, and if they don't shoot well tonight – then, you know, I don't think it's that concerning. But if they don't continue to play defense, they don't have that physicality inside. So you're going to need guys playing well on the perimeter. You're going to need Al Jefferson being active inside with, with the, the strips and the steals. And you have to have that from your bigs. And, and you have to have Marvin Williams got two blocks against Boston. That's going to need to continue to happen when you don't have a solid – shot blocker you have to find creative ways to protect the paint and the Hornets did it against Boston you hope they can do it against Vucevic who is getting back into the starting lineup here uh, in the last couple of games for the Orlando Magic it will be a good test it will be something to watch that's definitely the matchup to watch tonight we'll be watching it on Twitter at Hive Talk Live we'll be at the game so uh, check us out there and, and we'll continue to live tweet one last note, uh, a, a big get well soon to Rick Bennell, the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets beat writer for the Charlotte Observer. Uh, he tweeted the other night that he is in Boston uh, getting some uh, blood clots looked at. Uh, so best wishes to you, Rick, and on a speedy recovery. And uh, we, we will uh, 
I'm sure everyone in Charlotte uh, who covers the team or covers sports will do their best to, to help uh, pick up the slack in your absence. So uh, get well soon, friend. And uh, to all those out there uh, uh, listening, thank you so much. We're going to be back Thursday night, ESPN, uh, brought to you by ESPN 730, Hive Talk Live with my friend Justin Thomas. Uh, more to come on that. Check us out, Hive Talk Live. Enjoy the rest of your morning, morning folks. And, uh, of course, all hail the teal and purple.